It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast. Ben Standick here. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Got all that uh, food in your belly, but not in the uncomfortable way. I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit much. I will overindulge a little bit. Then had to go cover a Redskins game until 2 in the morning. But we're all good. The Wizards, eh, since we last spoke, not as good. Not only did they blow... A nine-point lead with three-plus minutes to go Wednesday against Charlotte. We now know at Friday's practice that John Wall wasn't there, and he wasn't there because he's getting his knee checked out. I'll give you the details on that, and we'll look ahead to Saturday's game against the Portland Trailblazers here on the latest edition of the Locked on Wizards podcast. Of course, you can find all the podcasts on iTunes or anywhere else you do your podcasting, and you know the rest. You want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Ben Standig. You want to email me with your thoughts on this team? standing one at gmail.com. All right, so I wasn't necessarily going to do a podcast until after the Saturday night game, but I went to practice today, meaning Friday, to check things out. The Wizards have been on the road for a little bit, obviously, with a three-game uh, swing that they won one of those three games. They should have won the Charlotte game just simply based on being up 111-102 with, you know, as I said, three-plus minutes to go, but they fell in overtime there. But all right, you know, tell you, I went out to practice and I asked a few questions. We spoke to Scott Brooks. We spoke to Bradley Beal. I asked him a few questions for sort of a theme about kind of where things stand. And I will probably get to that. I'll, I'll play some of that audio later in the subsequent pod- podcast. But we get out there. We don't see John Wall. Okay. That's not typically all the players are out there, but sometimes by the time we get out there, who knows, maybe somebody went inside to the trainer's room or, you know, maybe they just weren't feeling well. And that's what we were, we were told that John wasn't there because of his uh, sore knee. And look, obviously he's been dealing with this knee issue now for the last two weeks. And okay, you know, didn't, didn't know what to make of it in the moment. We eventually we speak to Bradley Beal, then we get Scott Brooks. And the conversation with Scott Brooks starts... I don't want to say innocently enough, but I, but I, I think I, I started sort of phrasing a question. We knew John was out of practice, so I asked him. Uh, he had talked. He and Bill talked about that was a harder practice, maybe a little more physical practice than normal. And I'm like, what is the deal with John being out? How, he's obviously central to everything you're doing. How does that change things? And then he talked a little bit about the fact that you know he's dealing with a little with a little something. And then the question came up about. To you know, sort of to to the what, what's the deal with the fluid on the knee? Because that's been a topic which seems like a weird one that we've discussed here. He got the IV a couple weeks ago, and somehow that led to having excess fluid uh, around the knee. 
And then we get to the question of, okay, well, wait a minute. So if you, if he's not here and he's dealing with the Sornio, you know, what, what are we doing about this? Meaning the wizards, not, uh, MRI, what's the deal? Yes, an MRI, what, was, was happening on Friday morning, but at that point, Scott Brooks didn't have the results, is what he told us. And so now we're left to wonder what is going on with John Wall. I would, I, if you want to read what I wrote about this, you can go over to FanRag Sports, click on the Wizards page, or you can, if you find me on Twitter, uh, actually I wouldn't do that. I tweeted a bunch tonight about all kinds of things, so you probably won't find the link. But in any event, go to the FanRag page and you find it. So I will say this. I wouldn't panic, as I know I saw people doing. I wouldn't freak out like, oh my god, he's having an MRI. What's the deal? I think there's obviously some concern. People are wondering what is, what, what, you know, what, what's happening. It's obviously been, it's been bothering him now for a bit. Uh, he played great against Charlotte. I mean, he had 31 points. He's played the last two games after sitting out Sunday against Toronto. So it's been good enough to play and good enough to play at a high level against, against the Hornets. I, you know, I've heard some float the theory of, hey, maybe in his head there's something bothering him. Not that it's not, you know, but, you know, the, Maybe there's some discomfort, but they want to, you know, put his mind at ease on some level to say, hey, there's nothing seriously wrong here. Because let's not forget, John Wall had two knee procedures before last season. There also could be something wrong, but I suspect we'll see Wall. Um, well, let me let me back that up. I don't know if I suspect we'll see him Saturday uh, for a couple of reasons. For one, the Wizards are... If, if, after Saturday, they don't play again until Tuesday at Minnesota, then Wednesday against the Sixers. So if you wait till Tuesday, then he wouldn't have played for basically a full, you know, nearly a full week. Wednesday in Charlotte would be off until the following Tuesday in Minnesota. So that's not bad if you think rest is a good course of action. That's not a bad way to go, especially with a back-to-back coming up. Uh, obviously, you know, when we talk about the, the most interesting matchup for the Wizards over the course of any given year, the one against Portland is always a pretty good one because you've got John Wall and Bradley Beal up against Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Both of those backcourts are in the conversation for the best guard tandem in the NBA. So that would be fun. And look, Portland's a good team. They're 11-8. and eight. I'll get get into more on them in just a second. If like, I guess the bottom line is this. It is still early in the season, although I would say, as I did to Brooks and Beal today, part of the topic I want to get into later on in a different podcast, is that these guys... We're, we're, it's not early in the season anymore. We're past... We're not truly at the quarter point of the year, but, you know, I think once you get past Thanksgiving, you're past the early part of the season. So, the, you know, the Wizards are, you know... You know, we're starting to get a truer sense of who they're at, and they're up and they're an up and down team right now. Even though they're ten and eight, which is not a bad record at all, certainly better than where they were a year ago. Other teams would take that, but nonetheless, we've all been watching it. We understand what's going on. That Charlotte game was a tough one. The, the Dallas game, you know, was obviously pretty brutal. There's probably been a couple other ones that arguably uh, that you know they, they should have won that didn't. So it would be good to get John Wall out there, you know. Start figuring out what went wrong in, in that Charlotte game. You know, work on the, we've talked a lot about defense. You know, the Wizards have not been, you know, super great this year at closing games. All that said, obviously John Wall's health is most important. So if they decide, if the test reveals that he needs to sit, then he needs to sit. And then the question is, well, how long? What's the deal? What's the treatment? So 
Beyond that, anything else I'm going to say would just be, you know, wild speculating and we won't do that. Uh, I don't know if we're going to find anything out at shoot around in the morning, but, you know, we'll at least find out by pregame whether he's going to play and whether, you know, if he's not what Scott Brooks is willing to tell us at that point. If, by the way, John Wall does not play in the game, he does not have to speak to the media after the game. So presumably we may not hear anything from him for a little bit longer. I don't know if the Wizards would practice on Sunday or not, uh, the, but you know, maybe Monday before they leave to go to Minnesota. So we will see. All right, in any event, the Wizards have a game coming up. They are back in action Saturday night against the Portland Trailblazers. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And while the Wizards have been off for you know a little bit, the, the, the Blazers... Well, they were busy on Friday. They actually played an afternoon game at Brooklyn, and they trailed the, if I say lowly Nets, you know, they're a little bit better than they were, but nonetheless, Nets aren't that great relative to all of the NBA world. And they trailed, uh, or I should say Brooklyn-led Portland, 121-115 with 207 left. But the Trailblazers got big performances from Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, McCall, uh, Lillard had 34 points, including, uh, 15 in the third period, in the third quarter. CG McCollum had 11, he was 26 in the fourth. And Nurkic, uh, the way Lillard described it, Nurkic had the play of the day. He had a three point play fighting for, he missed a shot. Brooklyn got the ball. Nurkic fought for it, got it back, scored and was fouled. And that put them up for, for good. That trio right there is a formidable one at that. I already mentioned the backcourt play. I mean, little, I mean, you know, I don't think I have to tell you guys this. If you're listening to this podcast, you're NBA junkies and you know how good Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are. And Nurkic, I'm gonna, I did not look this up, so apologies, but I don't remember if he played, he was acquired by Portland last year. Uh, I think he played at least one game, but you know, he was still relatively new. You know, he's a force inside. Uh, you know, it's crazy that Denver had Nurkic and Jokic. They needed to get rid of one of them because they were sort of clogging each other up. I think they made the right call in keeping Jokic, but Nurkic is a force inside. I don't know if they got enough back for him, and he'll be a he'll be a real uh, threat for 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 Gortat, a physical player going up against Gortat. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays. Now, all three of those guys played pretty heavy minutes though, and now they're going into a back to back that should benefit. The Wizards. One other thing to note with regards to Portland, uh, they made a a lineup change. They put in Pat Connaughton. Some of you may know him as Orioles, Baltimore Orioles uh, draft pick Pat Connaughton. Uh, As an Orioles fan, I've been kind of waiting for Connaughton's NBA career to fizzle out so he could become a pitcher for the Orioles. But no, it's going the opposite way. He's getting better and becoming more uh, key for Portland by the minute he started. And after the game, uh, Trailblazers coach Terry Stotts gave Connaughton a lot of credit for the, for their uh, second-half play, not so much in the scoring. I think he only had like four points in 15 minutes, but talked about the way he was uh, aggressive, with, with, particularly with his cuts on offense. Portland had 41 points in the third quarter against Brooklyn. So we know they can score. We know 
we, we, we know that's going to be – the Wizards' defense is going to have to show up against that team. But, you know, at the same point, um, they they just played a bunch of minutes, uh, you know, in the day uh, – the day before they played the Wizards when the Wizards are coming and arrested. So I can't say that the Wizards should get this win, especially as soon as how we don't know what to make of John Wall. And, look, uh, Portland's uh, Portland's good. They're, 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 they're no slouches. But if John Wall can go – then this is a game, it's set up nicely for the Wizards. I will say, just as a, a quick heads up, while I mentioned that Portland can score with those three guys, they're actually only averaging 101.6 points a game. That's 23rd in the league. They're getting it done defensively, though. They're only allowing 97.4 points per game. Only the Celtics at 95.3 are allowing uh, fewer. The uh, And Portland offensively... Their biggest threat is from distance. They're, they're fifth in the NBA, 38.3%. Wizards are ninth at 369 And since I mentioned those other stats, let me just pull these up here. Wizards, eighth in scoring at 108.4. They are 12th in points allowed, 104.3. All right, so uh, so look, I know this is not going to be the longest <coughs> Lockdown Wizards podcast you ever heard, but at the same point, we got to some a very important topic in John Wall's health. Uh, you know, obviously we'll we'll see what happens on Saturday. If he doesn't go, then obviously that means Tim Frazier gets put into the starting lineup. I, there, there's no, I can't make any scenario that's going to say, oh, don't worry about it. Tim Frazier will be fine. I will just say, I think Tim Frazier playing with the starters hasn't been that bad. It, you know, I know there's sort of this, it's an easy narrative to say that the bench remains a, a problem. And it, and you can say that to an extent, but let's not compare it to last year. It's far, it's a much better situation. And when you go into some of the numbers, and this is another topic I want to get into on a different podcast, on a, on a future podcast, they're not such a bad unit when playing with some of the starters. I keep pointing this out. I tweeted the other day about Otto, some of some Otto Porter numbers, and one of them had when Otto Porter played with, I believe the combination was Jan Mahimi, Jody Meeks, Tim Frazier. And I want to say Kelly Oubre, as opposed to Mike Scott. The Wizards were four and one and had one of their much, one of their better net ratings, uh, of any five man unit. So when the bench guys are put in position to do what they can do best, they haven't been so bad. It's when they're out there by themselves is where we get things get a little dicey. I say that though, we should note in the Charlotte game, that wasn't the case in the fourth quarter. They, they held their own and then some. So, you know, um, if Tim Frazier has to start, that obviously changes the rotation, puts Sadoransky, uh in the mix a little bit more. Tim Frazier against Damian Lillard, uh, big, there's no big size advantage. Neither one of them are the biggest guys, but obviously Lillard, one of the most formidable, not just point guards, but players in the entire NBA. That will be an interesting challenge, to say the least. Nonetheless, one that I think the Wizards could could handle. But obviously, if there's no John Wall, the task is a lot tougher. All right, let me end it there. Uh, appreciate it. We'll be back. Plan is a podcast after Saturday night's game against Portland. Worst case scenario, we'll get one out Sunday night, Monday. But I presume we'll have one up Saturday night, especially if, if something interesting happening with John Wall. All right, many thanks to you guys for listening. Again, hope you had a great holiday. And uh, let's see if the Wizards can get back on track. Right now, it's been an up and down battle, but hopefully, 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe, we'll, we'll see. I thought that, I mean, they've been better since that Dallas game, but then this three game road trip was maybe a step back. We'll see if this loss at Charlotte is another potential wake up call for them. And if they, and if so, can they sustain it? All right. That's it for now. Ben Standig signing off. And until next time, see ya. Neal gets open for three. Dagger! Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.